peace, peace to the gods and goddesses, kings and queens of earth. I appreciate you for joining me here today at the cut, the center of universal truth. And today we're going to be talking about thinking outside of the box. All right. This is my first episode of transmission, as you can see. And I'd like to say thank y'all for joining me. And I just thought this would be important to kick off because... A lot of what we go through in life is based on our perception. The things that are good to us or bad to us really all come out of how we see things in life. And if that is controlled by someone else or we allow that to be infiltrated, then that's a very dangerous system. And I just wanted to give more of an oversight and in view to that phrase we all heard as growing up thinking outside of the box and really challenge everybody to start thinking critically more. That's something that we lack as humanity and definitely as Americans, as someone who lives and who live and was born and raised in America. I obviously see that Americans have a hard time of critical thinking. And so this is especially to my Africans, African Americans, black people, Nubians, whatever, whatever you go by, you understand the crowd I'm talking to. This especially applies to you because as a black man, I definitely know that we do need to come together and resolve a lot of our issues we have in our community which cannot happen without us coming together and have a critical sense of how to think. So with all of that, that's why I want to jump into today's topic and not keep y'all too, too long, but just go over this real fast for y'all. So thank you again for tuning in, and here we go. All right, so first we're going to start off with what is the box? You understand what I'm saying? Because no one, like, you know, at least me when I was thinking about it before and now as I'm thinking about it now, I never really broke down the whole phrase. You understand? And really took each part and see what does that mean? How does, you know what I'm saying? What comes with this? And so let's just think about that. All right, so what is a box? A box is a containment, right? We know most boxes come in straight lines or come in straight angles. And so anything that's 90 degrees all boxed in is made to contain energy. This is why every present you receive is in a box. All, you know, there is a symbiotic, not symbiotic, but there is a symbolical relationship to shapes and what an energetic relationship to what each shape means. So a shape isn't just an insignificant thing that we use. It's a reason that your house is square and a reason that your tires are round. It's a reason that pyramids or triangle, you know what I'm saying? They all have the geometry of shapes determines a lot of the function and what that shape will do. So this is very important because boxes are made for containment. So when we say thinking outside the box, we have to realize that the box is made to con- is made for containment. We have to keep that in mind. And so also another thing that comes with the box. Well, and I, I just let me give you some examples before we get into who made the box. We're going to talk about more of what the box is and like society examples. So an example of the box in society um, as far as school, I'm going to tackle school before I get to like religion and spirituality. It will be peer review, right? Academia is a, is a psychosis, honestly. It's a mind virus. 
because it's not based upon actual learning and what's true and not true. It's based upon what your peers say is correct. And so if the whole system is based upon what your peers say is correct, then no one's ever really coming into the truth. They only come into what the collective agree upon. And that's not the same thing. You know what I'm saying? We can all agree upon one certain thing, but that doesn't necessarily make that thing true. And to give a, a quick synopsis of what's what's true and not true, because some people be like, well, truth is relative. This is my truth and this is your truth. And I'm like, no, that's your experience. We can have many experiences, but there's only one truth. A good example real quick is oranges, right? You have oranges, oranges. The truth about an orange is that the outside is orange. It's juicy, right? No matter who eats an orange, it's going to appear orange unless they have some vision perceptual problem but all oranges are the color we call orange that's something that's true about the orange all oranges are juicy you know what i'm saying some may have more juice than others but they're t- it's a juicy fruit so you eat an orange juice is going to come out the fruit now whether the experience you had with the orange whether you like the juice that came out of it or you didn't like the juice that came out of it is all subjective based upon you but the truth about the orange is what can be denied no matter what your experience says about it so no matter what your experience says about the orange it is juicy it is round these are things that are true about the orange so that's one that's one thing we also have to conceptualize in our brain people don't really people try to take what they see as their reality and to easier to make it easier to cope with it almost like a cognitive dissonance thing they just say well this is my truth and that's how i see it so instead of actually having to come to cope with reality they just say that well this is my reality and how i'm living and so which is to some degree has some truth in it but it's not a whole legitimacy a whole legitimate true statement so that's the whole thing about being right and exact so just to clear that up Um, So this is the whole thing about seeking the truth in academia. Academia does not seek to educate you on the truth. It seeks to educate you on its agenda of of what it wants to teach you. And that's not an education or learning. So that's one example of the box of peer review. Another example would be religion, right? Religion is, and this is even more of a... A symbolic thing because religions were created by men, more specifically, uh, men and women of an elite class that is who wanted to use, who want to use, and not wanted, want to use it to control people in their minds, which because it's a way easier way to control people. If you can control their minds and actions, you don't have to forcibly get them to do anything anymore. So as the elites evolved in their thinking tactics. They were like, we need to find better ways to control the people. And this is how religion and came a part of colonization as well. And so if you look at a lot of the main religions, which are a box, because they keep you confined into the doctrine in which you subscribe to. And so, and with those, if we look at that very quickly, an example well, not an example, but a an archetype that we can see that shows you that the creators of these religions also knew that these things were made to contain your energy is if you look at the cross, 
of Christianity, the Kabbalah and Mecca of the uh, Abra- uh, Islamic religion, the Muslims. And if you look at the Teflon, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, that the Jewish people use, it's a cube that they wrap around their head and they wrap around their wrists as they do their uh, ceremonies. I'm not uh, 100% familiar with Jewish culture, but I think that's pretty much the synopsis of what they use it for. And all of these are cubes, which is obviously a box. And so it show well not the well the cross is a cube it's just a, a cube in different manifestation if you open up a box like i'm pretty sure we have all don't done those geometry 2d like where you had to cut out the 2d image and then fold it and make it into a 3d shape in geometry class i'm pretty sure most of us have done that so if you remember doing the shape at the not the shape if you remember doing the box as an example the box is opens up to be a cross so a cross and a cube are essentially the same thing just in two different forms so this is also so this is not by coincidence either you know so the the masonic elites the elitist the secret society elites work by occult knowledge they work by hidden meaning so they don't do things unintentionally they know the science of how the universe works so they knows not, not they know the science behind shapes and symbols and this is why they use them to their advantage to again manipulate people so and the main thing that the box was made for was to put a limit on our perception you understand because if we and this is with anything it's not we have to get out the form of thinking of being so attribute attributionally thinking and more principle thinking you know what I'm saying it's not about the attribute of Christianity Islam or uh, academia because so I'm basically I'm saying yeah you might come out of Christianity but you don't want to take that Christianity mindset of just believing I hear this that sounds good it sounds truthful so I'm gonna go with it and run with it you want to mm, let me research on that let me come to my let me use some discernment let me come to my own conclusion after I gather some information and intelligence on it and then draw my conclusion on what I see it as versus hearing something somebody else just had to say and only taking that not saying that it can't be used as a source to validate some something you're trying to establish is credible but that cannot be your only means of knowing something as true as believing it that somebody else you think credible said told it to you because that is the same thing that Christians doing religions, you know what I'm saying? They believe the pastor is credible in what he's talking about. He, they, they assume everything he's saying is truthful, so this is why they just take everything he says on face value, and this is the same thing we do at school, this is the same thing we do at the doctor, this is the same thing we do with um, off, you know, most of the forms in our life. We just, that sounds good, you seem like an authority, you seem like an authority on the subject, I'm gonna just believe you. And that is what led us into the predicament that humanity is in in this subservient state of always needing to search for something, needing to look outside ourselves for the answers and always have to end up relying on outside sources to sustain us. Because even everything starts with our thoughts. So if we don't even look to come up with our own thoughts, how can we even look to come up with our own reality? So it, it all correlates. And so that is 
you know what I'm saying, mostly what I wanted to cover on what the box is. Mainly, the box is a limit. It, the box is not an attribute or like religion. It's not a. It's not religion or Christianity. It's the system that those things produce. It's the limit on your perception. That's what the box is. And then that box just comes in many forms. Church, school, society, academia. So these are the many forms of the same box. Alright, so now we want to talk about who made the box. Because as we all know, boxes are not naturally occurring things in the universe. You're never going to see a box that just grew off of a tree. You're never going to see... Well, I won't say never, but I don't think I've ever seen a perfectly cubed object in nature. Even things that grow in geometrical forms, I don't think they're ever perfectly cubed. But don't quote me on that because I haven't seen every material on Earth. But I'm pretty confident that I haven't seen a cubed, naturally growing object or material in nature. So that goes that we can, from that thought, I draw, okay, well, all boxes are made. Right, and so if all boxes are made, this is like we just stated before, we have to ask who made the box. That's one thing that I know I just didn't start thinking about until recently, like thinking outside the box. Like, okay, I get thinking outside the box, but then I never even pieced together, like, whoa, hold on, who made this box? Where did this box come from? And this is an important thing as well because. As so many people in society are blinded by this, this goes back to my elitist uh, secret society bloodline thing that we, so many people attribute as conspiracy theories, but there's tons of information upon information. So when you when you use a little discernment and discretion, you put it together and be like, okay, this thing cannot be a possibility as a and to give you some because I'm all about showing and proving. I don't want to ever tell people something that I can't give them a source to back up or some validity of where I got it from. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Not to say that we can't generate and form our own thoughts, but even our own thoughts should be able to be backed by some observation and evidence that we observe. So that's where we have to link it up. It's like, yeah, you can have your own thoughts, but your own thoughts have to line up with what reality is. And so that's the, and and that's another thing too that we'll get into in later episodes on like what actually reality is. What is reality and what's the experience that we make in reality or the experiences we have in that reality. So that's a, that's a different thing we're going to discuss in later topics. So, but uh, one example to prove this is the presidents as, well, I won't say everyone knows, but I think it's becoming common knowledge now. Before it wasn't common knowledge, now it's starting to become public knowledge that all of the presidents, except I think maybe two or one, I have to go back and check, but it's, it's been like 44, 46 presidents let me double check. I think it's been 44 presidents. I think Donald Trump may make the 45th. And all of them are related by blood. Even Barack, and yes, even Barack Obama. All of those, you know, except the exception with that one, they all are related to the kings and queen of England, which we know is are all related as well. So we so you mean to tell me? By coincidence, because if America is supposed to be a free society, 
we're supposed to be able to vote for our leaders, our uh, our um, elected officials, our president. How is it that everyone we've quote unquote voted for or have gotten in that office are all related to the same family? If you if you really think about if you know any a little bit about math and you know a little bit about statistics, you know that those odds are very, very, very slim. It, you know, the president's only one office that's held every four years. So you and you know, you have to have these requirements that you have to meet to, you know, run for presidency. But you mean out of all of the people that have ever ran and made it to presidency, this is another factor why I say it has to be controlled because there's no way if it was a real true system that that would happen. Somebody, I mean, not to say that, that, that okay, you may have, you may have, you know, fam, families do certain things by trade. So it may be in this family to be politicians. That's just what they do. They're politicians. So for generations and generations, they're just, you know, we raise politicians, we raise governors, we raise, you know, I mean, that, that happens. I can, you know, that's more so what royalty do with the same thing royalty do with their family. Like, we just raise our family to be kings and queens. So, not to say a family can't do that, but if we're supposed to be electing our officials freely, the odds that all of them are going to end up becoming from that family are close to impossible unless it's being controlled and manipulated. And all of these families, like I said, are related to the king and queen of England, which is which is a way which bloodline goes way back, you know, to a whole bunch of other royals from ancient times. Gladian Play, Gladian Paler is one example. I'm doing more research to bring more examples of this same bloodline that has always seemed to be in power. You know, Gladian Paler was, you know, that was a a duke. You know, he was. A duchess, a king. You know, he had a lot of power, a lot of land. This is why he was able to do things he was so maleficently because he was, he had a lot of money and power to do it. And so, we, we, why is it that this same family, that seems, that comes across time, you know, in many forms, they're the royal family of England, Vlathi and Paler's bloodline, and now they're the presidents of America, which is really an extended of London, so that's why they have to all be related, because only the, you know, only the common people don't know it's, the elites are all related by blood and family, but this is what's going on. So, these are the, the people who are responsible for the box, because... And why do I say that they have to be responsible for the box? What leads me to say that? Because the things that trickle down in our society, our education, our music system, you know what I'm saying? The the music that we listen to being changed to the devil harmonic from 440, well, from 432 to middle age to 440, done by the Rockefellers, our current education board that we listen and establish to are also made uh, education board that we learned from uh, our miseducation really also made by the Rockefellers so now they're influencing major parts of our social life it's like hmm, you know again trying to control and then we dive into what they're teaching and then once you really start thinking and piecing it apart you see it's all bullshit and it's like wow so it, you know when you really just 
look back, you don't even have to do that much research. It's not like you have to go digging upon thousands and thousands of layers. Just, you know, a couple quick Google searches, you know, connecting some dots, and you'll be like, wow, this is obviously a coup going on here. So, I mean, but it's just, you know, people have bills and uh, other things that they claim to seem as important. So, you know, they things of universal importance or soulful enlightenment aren't really important to them because they're so caught off on like their physical existence that the things that internally will serve them just blow past their mind so this is just also another reason for the limit on our perception and so and then the last thing as I want to wrap it up is what is thinking because we say thinking outside the box so we establish the box we establish who made the box now let's establish what is thinking because in thinking is basically well as you know i looked it up on google just to always give a kind of lame definition of it and it says process of using one's mind to consider to consider or reason about something as a noun and as an adjective it's using thought or rational judgment and see that is and see this is the whole thing we want to say intelligence and rational judgment right and this is where we want the whole thing we want to get into where it says the process of using one's mind see when something is a process that means it's a continual effort the whole thing about society is society is basically on autopilot it's like, okay, I know I got to get a job. I know I got to make so much money to live in this place. And I know I want to have a family and do this. And so really, as long as people are fitting inside of their mold, inside of their mold, their, you know what I'm saying, their level of thought doesn't necessarily go that high because it's all automated. As long as they're staying, it's like a hamster on the wheel. The ham, you know, as long as the hamster keeps running, it thinks it keeps, it's, it's still going somewhere. But, you know, the hands to do, you don't have to necessarily think about running. But when you're deliberate in making something and creating something, that is more of a deliberate and intentional process. And that's the whole thing about thinking and forming our own thoughts. It's a process that it's a process that you have to go through. You have to form the idea. You have to give the idea some validity. You know what I'm saying? You have to, or make observation before you even form the idea. So you have to be paying attention to something to have a thought about it to be like, hmm, I like that shirt. And then and then you can even break it down a little more where why do I like that shirt? Well I like it because it's black and you know, you know what I'm saying? So when you start actually analyzing why you're doing certain things, what certain things mean, this is the process of thinking. it's all intentional. Nothing about thinking is what is unintentional, at least consciously. We're thinking from because we do have a lot of subconscious thoughts. But, you know, saying those are more of our autopilot drive. We can consciously control our subconscious, but that takes a lot of focus and mental effort. This whole, this is the whole conjugate relationship, conjugate relationship of the universe that we will we'll talk about that on another subject, too. I want to definitely get deep into metaphysics. But when we say thinking, we just want to actually remember the process and get our minds out of out of autopilot mode you know what i'm saying because what is the danger in thinking you know something is you never go searching for what's actually correct 
know what I'm saying? So when you're always not second guessing yourself, but when you're always performing checks and balances and making sure and using discernment, that's always intentional. And that's what's on to always continue and to compel you to think. So because you can be thinking on an automated process. That's why it said thinking outside of the box because you can be doing thinking, but you can also be doing thinking that only keeps you in the box. So this is the, this is the, the really the breakdown of this whole phrase thinking outside the box. And because I definitely, I don't know who originated the phrase, but as I do a lot of studying on language and occult vernacular, it definitely seems like a like Masonic type of coding because especially going back to the Masons and being having a major role in foundating a lot of major religions that uses that use boxes as their as part of their symbology and then they come out with this term, oh you're thinking outside of the box. They do this for creative people who aren't thinking like the rest of society. So, you know what I'm saying? So you're not thinking in a program that we designed and gave to you. You're thinking outside of that box. And so this is, you know, it's a subtle way of saying like, haha, you've cracked the code, but without informing you of what code it needs to be cracked. So it's, this is, this is the power of the cult. They put it in your face and hide it at the same time. And so this is why only really thinking and intelligent minds can see through these type of things. And so this is why I want to challenge all of humanity to just be more conscious with our thinking and more intentional with the things we're thinking about and what we're being told. And with that, I'd like to thank you for joining Phoenix Born on the Cut. We have many more episodes to come along. Please, I look forward to y'all feedback, comments, um, and if there's any suggestions or topics you want me to cover in the future, please let me know. And we can definitely, um, I'll definitely look into doing my build and research on those and covering those. But with that, I'd like to say peace to the gods and goddesses, queens and kings of earth. And with that, peace to y'all and be safe out there.